You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. back to Real Presence Live. We're grateful to have you with us this morning. It's a beautiful day in Fargo. We've got bright sunshine and beautiful uh, colors on our leaves and just so happy to be here. Uh, It is going to kind of throw off my week because Jack and I usually host on Fridays and so now Wednesday feels like Friday. Well, we have a a long weekend now. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yes. So our next guest is uh, Mary Jo Anderson, who... Um, has uh, spent her life and career as a therapist for many years. She was uh, employed by Catholic Charities and then went into private practice. But um, as God would have it, she is now a school counselor at Sullivan Middle School. And we want to say good morning, Mary Jo, and welcome. Great. Thank you. Thank you. So you are in... uh, in... Sullivan Middle School, and you are working with that um, middle school age group. Do you want to um, begin by just um, telling us about yourself and a little bit about how you, God personally led you to this? I kind of did the bullet points, but <laughs> you yeah. can give us the details. Doreen has a place in her heart for Sullivan Middle School, having oh. spent uh, yeah. how many years there? Well, counting St. Anthony's 23. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it does. It is a wonderful place. There's um, there's something special about this age group, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I that I just love. I, um, I am married to Jens for 24 years. We'll have our big 25 next summer. Uh, we have five wonderful children all the way from the ages 21, our oldest to six, um, is our youngest in first grade this year. And as you said, I I worked for 20 years as a licensed uh, clinical counselor and loved the practice of of journeying through mental health with people. Um, And, um, you know, about four years ago, um, just felt like God spoke to me about you know, moving into the schools and, and having a second career and contemplated it but didn't really act on it. And interestingly enough, Jens had gone to um, um, visit with a priest. It was a Saturday and um, came home and he said, honey, I think you should apply for that counseling job, that school counseling job at Nativity. And I thought, really? And he goes, yeah. And um, he said, I just think that it's the right thing to do. And uh, so I did. And four years later, I'm here at the middle school. And um, I just know that it's exactly where I need to be. It just feels like coming home in a second career. And, um, yeah, the the atmosphere is fantastic. It's great. That's such a beautiful story, um, the way within marriage... uh, God can speak to one of the spouses with a message for the other. That kind of happened in our marriage, too. We won't talk about that right now, but um, that, that is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's, yeah. really, that's really wonderful to hear. So um, we are, 
as everyone knows, in unprecedented times. Yes. And, um, you know, much to do with the coronavirus, COVID-19. Yeah. And um, could you, um, first of all, talk about kind of the adolescent um, in general? You know, where is a person developmentally in their adolescent years? And then maybe move into something about the way in which an adolescent um, deals with difficulties in life and um, how, you know, their the adult support group can help and, and actually give them the support that they need when they're faced with uh, change or difficulty. Yeah, well... And adolescents are really about developmentally um, forming their identity that's separate from a family identity. They're starting to really figure out who am I, what do I think, um, how am I in relationships with others, who am I in my family. And uh, it's natural for them to separate from parents a little bit and really rely on their peers, on other healthy, you know, other relationships with adults. Um, other adults in their life, coaches, mentors, teachers, um, advisors, people like this, to start to look at how are they, who do I want to be like. Um, That's kind of the natural phase. And so you see a little bit of a turning away from parents' um, influence and being more influenced by others in their life. It's natural. It's um, it's just part of the process. Um, what we're finding with COVID is that because they are home and isolating, they're losing those natural contacts uh, with the people who uh, make such a big difference in their life. And um, they only see, they're only connecting with friends through social media. And in social media, it's easy to be portrayed and to see others portrayed in their best light in, um, you know, only the good things and the funny things and the beautiful things. And life isn't, that isn't the reality of life. And so it's easy for a teen to see that and think everybody's life is wonderful but mine. And so this, um, you know, natural thought of, you know, what am I missing? Also, when teens isolate, which they tend to do when they're when they're home, you see a lot of times teens going to their bedroom, um, it can kind of perpetuate these these um, feelings of being separate, um, and you know, in a in a in a non-COVID year, um, suicide is the number two cause of death for teens between the ages of ten to twenty-four, and you know that's that's an alarming number. That's you know, um, I think the statistics are about a hundred teens, a hundred youth a week. 5,000 deaths a year. I mean, it's, it's just um, too many. Uh, and we know that there has been an increase in symptoms of anxiety and depression. CDC did a study back in June, and they looked at the, the months March through June, and they um, assessed people's anxiety and depression symptoms. And compared to the same time the previous year, that it was up, anxiety and depression is up, and teens, young people seem to be the, the really the strongest, hardest hit of, of all the age groups. In fact, um, in the study that the CDC did, they showed that 25% of teens had reported having seriously considered suicide in the previous 30 days, so that's um, an alarming number. Um, and it really goes to the fact that they're cut off from these people in their life that they usually connect with, that usually can 
um, help them manage some of these thoughts and feelings and and things and um, you know it's it's a it's a crazy you know could 2020 have been any crazier with not just COVID but everything that's going on right now and teens are really tuned into that on social media and I think it perpetuates some of that. Now Fargo Fargo Public or excuse me Fargo Catholic Schools uh, John Paul II schools the students are back in the classroom is yes. that correct yes, yes. they're um, very committed um, high school is doing two uh, modified uh, in-school learning two days a week in school three days a week e-learning but middle school and elementary we're committed to every student every day um, it's really best for students to be here learning and we are committed to making that happen unless you know something happens or where that's not possible um, and the kids are just so grateful to be here they uh, whether they want to be, you know, they'll say, no, I hate school, but they really love being here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as you were talking about describing, you know, the the human person, really, not just the adolescent, sure. it made me think of how, you know, uh, the book of Genesis tells us that we're created in God's image, mm-hmm. and God is Trinity, a community of persons. And so, to be created in His image, we are created for communion, for, first of all, with him, and then, and then with others, and when that's violated, it, like you said, it can have devastating effects on us, and particularly those who are in those developmental years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it reminds me of Pope Francis really talked about the the family being um, holy and and really a symbol um, of the image of the Holy Trinity. You know, God, Father, Spirit are distinct and yet one. God um, in a communion of love, and just as just as that, the family members are unique individuals, but share this communion of love as a family. So it's um, it just reminded me of that as you were talking. Yeah, and then you you know you you said that the joy that you're seeing in the students that have returned um, to school after so many months away um, that you know that just underscores it. In yeah. another way, you know, that, yes. that they are happy to be together again. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. I am so thankful for that decision on the part of JP2. Yeah. Other, other than uh, being back in school, are there um, other ways that you're kind of addressing, you know, the, the problems that are coming, you know, stemming from COVID? Yeah, we're definitely talking about, um, on an objective <clears throat> level, we're doing testing. We're having them take um, a brief anxiety and depression um, assessment um, every couple weeks just to assess as a a whole how are students doing and those who are identified as high meeting with those individually um, to just, you know, visit about how they're doing, see if there's any um, further intervention that needs to happen. And we're also talking about it um, when I go into the classroom and do the lessons about how to relieve stress in in natural and and holy ways and, and... we're just aware of it. We're talking about it. We're making it natural, naturalizing some of those feelings. And we're doing the same thing with our with our staff, with our teachers, because they're, you know, um, it's a tough year for everybody. Um, I was just thinking about how uh, we just had Father Eric Seitz on um, in the last half hour, and he talked about being a student at Shanley and going into the chapel every morning um, to adoration. And what that did for him, it'll be interesting to hear how, after this break that we're going to take in just a minute, um, you know, what uh, the 
the guidance in the spiritual life of a teenager, how that what that has to do with his or her emotional health. Yeah. Right, and we're we're coming up on a break right now, so we want to let our listeners know you're listening to Real Presence Live with uh, Jack and Dreen Canelli as your hosts, and we're talking with Mary Jo Anderson, who's a therapist at Sullivan Middle School, part of the uh, Fargo Catholic Schools Network, and uh, we will continue our discussion right after the break, so stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, We're uh, in the middle of a discussion with uh, Mary Jo Anderson, a a, uh, therapist and counselor at Sullivan Middle School, and we're talking about kind of navigating uh, these kind of stressful times with the adolescents. Welcome back, Mary Jo. Thank you, yes. <laughs> so you've done a beautiful job of um, telling us a little about the adolescent and where they are developmentally and um, how they kind of respond to life at that age. Um, I, I'm sure that there are parents listening uh, this morning and grandparents. We all love our children. Um, could you uh, talk a little bit about what parents can do to help their their teens when they face um, difficult issues? Sure, yeah. Well, I'll just um, 
first give you a couple of signs to look for because sometimes we don't know, um, you know, what to look for. Suicide is preventable. Um, you know, 70% of people contemplating suicide will often tell somebody beforehand that they are thinking about it. And, um, you know, they might say um, things that we can clue into. Now, these signs, uh, I'm going to go over um, five different um, signs, and in and of themselves are not um, really, you know, of concern. Um, however, when they're in combination with each other, um, is when we we need to pay uh, closer attention. And so suicide threats um, is, you know, when somebody says something like, you won't have to worry about me much longer, um, uh, nobody would miss me if I wasn't here, uh, I just want to go to sleep and not wake up, I'd be better off dead. Um, these are signs that, you know, they may or may not be suicidal, but it, in any case, they're certainly unhappy. And we need to you know, when we hear that, parents should just ask questions. Tell me about that. How are you? What's going on? What's what's happening? And just listen without giving advice, without um, you know, you know, putting down what they're feeling. But just just listen to where they're at. And and um, another indicator is a previous suicide attempt. We know that four out of five completed suicides are not the first attempt, and so. Um, you know, if somebody has attempted in the past, we want to be especially careful. If there are sudden changes in behavior or personality um, from the way the person behaved in the past, you know, somebody who's quiet becomes loud and obnoxious, somebody who's extroverted becoming withdrawn and quiet, um, somebody who's very gentle becoming very aggressive or irritable. Um, these are things that we want to tune into. And then lastly, just signs of depression, um, feeling sad and hopeless, um, you know, and, and teens are going to feel, you know, they're going to be moody, their emotions are very big, but we're really talking about a feeling of sadness lasting two weeks or longer. Um, uh, you know, somebody who feels that they're alone, no one cares about them. Um, behavioral signs would be things like, um, sleeplessness, not being able to go to sleep or sleeping an abnormal amount of time. Um, and then along with that, eating problems, eating more than normal or eating, you know, losing their appetite. And then a lack of interest in the things that they used to enjoy. Those five indicators are really showing us that there might be some depression, which is, um, you know, a clinical aspect. It's not just sadness. It's um, physical also. Um, and then the last thing is to look at, are they making final arrangements? Um, which in and of itself, you know, people select music for their funeral, make funeral plans, isn't, isn't all that unusual. But it's, when it's combined with two of the other um, four symptoms, then we really need to, you know, think that things have progressed to a level where we need to take some action. So those are things to look for um, first. Um, uh, there's a an acronym, um, LIFE, L-I-F-E, that... Um, parents, grandparents can use to remember how to um, how to talk with teens and youth. Um, one listen that I talked about um, to just you know that you can ask: Is this you know if you're thinking of harming yourself, is this really something that you are thinking of doing? Um, do you have a plan? Um, you know, there's a misbelief, a myth that if you bring it up, you're going to entice them or plant an idea in their head, and um, that, isn't, that isn't the case, actually. Um, bringing it up so you can talk about it is, is an effective way um, of getting it out in the open and, and listening to them. 
And then the um, I and the F for life are, I, I kind of put them together, um, insist on honesty and then feelings. So these kind of go hand in hand. Um, talk about your feelings. Talk about their feelings. Talk about the pain and the sadness that the youth is going to. Um, let the youth know that hearing what they say makes you feel scared and sad and that you care about them and, you know, let them know honestly how you would feel if they were no longer here. Um, you know, have those conversations and, and places us in a vulnerable position, but um, it's helpful for youth to hear that from adults in their life. And then lastly, the E is extend a hand, um, you know, Help, you know, let a professional know, go with them to seek help, um, you know, um, you know, don't, you know, tell them that they're not going to be alone through this process. Um, so those are some things to kind of think of, to look at, to, to incorporate, um, being aware that um, anger, a lot of times in teens, um, depression can look like irritability or anger. You know, when everything irritates them, when they're isolating in their bedroom, um, you know, f- when you see those kinds of things, you know, look for ways that they can have, you know, safe sports and safe contact with um, other teens, you know, in this time of COVID. Um, how can they have um, social time with their friends or other caring adults in a way that's um, safe, um, you know, even if it's virtually so um, I'm not sure if I answered all of your all mm-hmm. of your questions, but <laughs> well, I think that's very beneficial. Um, and acronyms help us remember um, things. So listen to them, insist on, on honest honesty. feelings. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, and even you know describe your own feelings. Yes. And even if it means that there's some fear that you would have to communicate. Right. And then extend a helping hand. Yeah. Thank you. You you mentioned the one one of the signs being the making final plans. Yeah. And I would think that uh, beyond the idea of, you know, like playing a funeral, there are also other things you could be looking for, like, you know, them uh, kind of giving away things to yeah. friends. It, it, it seems like it could be much more subtle than that, too. Yeah. Giving away um, items, giving away um, clothing or things that mean something to them, making plans for somebody to take care of, you know, a pet or something um, if they weren't there. Um, yeah, uh, those making those plans if they aren't there. You know, if I wasn't here, um, you know, make sure that this happens. You know, those kinds of conversations are what you think of when you think of somebody making final plans. Uh, I'm thinking of how, you know, I've heard over the years that particular things can influence, you know, the the way that we kind of form even thought patterns, and one of them is music. Do you have, yeah. do you have anything to say about that, Mary Jo? Well, you know, I talk to students about music and how music makes us feel, um, and Certainly, if there's music, if you're, you know, if you know a youth that listens to music that has, you know, a sharp tone, I mean, without even listening to the words, listen to how the music sounds, and and don't be afraid to ask your teen, what is it about that song that you like? Um, how does it make you feel when you listen to it? 
Because sometimes um, if they have yucky feelings inside, listening to that song is a way for them to express it in a safe way. So, um, and not that I, you know, condone music that's violent or swearing or just bad content, but sometimes for youth who don't know how to express those scary things, listening to music it kind of is a way to um, let that come out, let them feel that feeling in a, in a safe outlet. So it could be therapeutic in a way. It could be therapeutic, yeah. Um, and, and you could help them find a song that's appropriate that has the same feel to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good um, Christian music out there that has, you know, a uh, different, um, without, you know, don't get caught up on the lyrics, um, but you can listen to the beat. Sometimes I do um, an exercise, too, where where I'll have a teen print out the lyrics to a song, and then I'll say, what about those lyrics speak to you? Um, you know, if you could change any of the words, what would you change it to to be more reflective of who you are. Um, they use music a lot to express themselves, teenagers do. And so if you can if you can tap into that and enter that world um, in a way that, you know, it might open up an avenue for you to talk to them about it, um, even if it's music that you don't care for because some of it is is really atrocious. Okay, we're, we're coming up on a hard break in about a minute, Mary Jo, but I'd like you to, if you've, if you've got uh, any other thoughts uh, that you would like to uh, or, or uh, suggestions you'd like to give to our listeners before we, we go to the break. You know, I'm just going to say in this, in this time in COVID, um, as a family, spend more time as a family. Take time to uh, once a week have a game night or a movie night. Let each member of your family pick what you're going to watch or what you're going to play. Um, spend time doing, in, in, you know, entering into your um, children's world let, where they direct what you, the two of you do together or as a family. It is so, in all the work that I've done with teens over the years, um, it, teens really, they'll complain about it, but they really, really love and crave that connection with parents. Um, and so just have fun together. Talk, um, you know, play, uh, acknowledge how you're feeling, the good and the bad, and, um, you know, welcome that expression, even if it's painful to hear. Okay, well, I'm sure there are lots of other benefits, too, that just come together with the family engaging in a, in a, in, in an, in a family activity. But uh, uh, for our listeners, you've been listening to Mary Jo Anderson, who is a counselor at Fargo uh, Catholic Schools Network Sullivan Middle School. And uh, we're coming up to our break, but up next, how can we come to know Our Lady better? Stay right here. This is Real Presence Live. Real Presence Live. 